podcast is his interview with Edmar Castaneda. This podcast is supported by the Jan Michalski Foundation. You really have this such a unique sound. I didn't even know there was such a thing as a jazz harpist or jazz harp music. <laughs> so tell me a little bit like how you create this sound. What is your journey to this unique sound we call Edmar Castaneda? Uh, okay, this, uh, first of all, the harp or the instrument that I play is a traditional instrument from Colombia in Venezuela. I'm from Colombia, Bogota. And then we have a tradition music there called Llanera music. It's the music from the plains of Colombia and Venezuela. It's like a cowboy music. And the main instrument is the harp. So I met the harp when I was seven years old in Bogota, Colombia, in a school of, for dance, this folk music. And that's the first time I saw this instrument. I was like, wow, you know, I knew I was born to play the harp in that day. And I wanted to play, you know. So at 13 years old, I started taking lessons with a friend. He gave me a couple of months of, of basic stuff. And after that was my, you know, just practicing by myself. Uh, I think that's what created this new style. I never went to a school to study harp, you know. And then I, I came to USA because of my dad when I was 16. So that's when I made jazz for the first time. And I just got in love with this music and I started mixing, you know, jazz with this folk music that I learned when I was in Colombia. And then try to create this new style of playing the harp, you know, the traditional harp in more like a improvisation world music uh, on, on the harp. I think that that's so important because, you know, for young people, you know, I'm working a lot with young people and they're always wondering how they find their voice in whatever medium. And I think a big important part of what I hear from you is that you're not afraid to break the rules to combine things. So there's a thing about you should know your craft, but also make sure you don't know too much so you won't be afraid. Yeah, I think it's just to find, to look for your passion, you know. Uh, as as a humans, we all have a gift. So I think we have to follow that passion and, and not get distracted in the road, you know, because sometimes, you know, you want to be, oh, no, I'm going to play safe. I'm going to be, example for me, like I'm a musician, but I'm going to do a doctor career because I want to be safe, you know. I think you have to find your passion and be happy. Uh, somehow you're going to make it. And then when you're really 100% sure, like you said, this is what I want to do, this is my happiness, that would become true, you know? So I know that for jazz improvisation, that's like this magic thing, but um, also your compositions, uh, do you credit that to God? You know, how did the, you know, people always want to know, like, where do the ideas come from? Uh, yeah, there's inspirations of, of uh, different stuff of life, but it's like, I have a tune called Jesus of Nazareth, and it's a prayer for the world, you know? Pray is, and it was an intimate thing that happened with him playing that and then I just play for people and I think people can feel his presence and get blessed you know and all the stuff that I play with my kids or, or you know it's always how can I bring his love to people with this instrument you know how can I uh, lift the spirit of people that's my my real mission you know not for me to become famous or whatever you know just how can I help you know that's my mission. I, I think it's something that definitely comes across a lot, you know, and when in your live performance too, you can feel that energy, the goodness, you know, as opposed to like 
something that the jazz world has sometimes traditionally, maybe not as much now, but has it's been like it comes from a kind of historically a kind of suffering, or you have the ideal of the jazz musician as one who's like in pain. And that's not, <laughs> it's, it's the opposite of an Edmund Castaneda performance. Yeah, it just depends, you know, this, the, it comes from that, you know, from a lot of suffering from black people, you know, but also right now in this new time, oh, it's, it's more like uh, intellectual stuff, you know, people play jazz, like, you know, all this deep stuff. But I think it's, 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 it's more than that, you know. I think it, it, improvisation is a way for you to talk to people from your heart, you know. So what can you bring to the table for people, you know? Are you going to bring your life and like, I am, I am? Or you're going to say, okay, let me help you keep going. Oh, you know. So for me, that's jazz, you know, freedom. When I get to New York, I met jazz and I start, you know, following or to listen to Miles, to do Kellington, to all these great jazz players, you know. That was my first time. I was like, wow, what is this, you know? And those, those musicians inspired me so much to try to see how I can incorporate a little bit of that inspiration on my instrument. And you really travel. I mean, you also travel with your family and, and perform with them, but you're traveling a lot. You're meeting other artists. You're, and, and so I'm wondering how the cities where you've spent the most time are even traveling for these festivals, how... What are the sounds of those cities or places? Like, how, how does it come into your creative process? A lot. Yeah, I think that's influenced so much, you know. I think anywhere I go in the world, you know, you get, you, I come back home with inspiration to write music, you know. Like Japan, you know. I, I traveled a year ago, two years ago, a lot in Japan. And it's amazing just to, to walk on the streets and to to feel so much organization, you know. So, <laughs> so it's like, wow, this is really amazing, you know. And the respect of people, you know, how they respect you. It's like, wow, this is amazing, you know. Or Jerusalem, you know, to walk up, you know, in the streets. Or Brazil, you know, you're full of rhythm, you know. So that inspires me always to, to write something, you know. And I think part of, like, for example, for Jaco, a little part of the intro is from Brazil. I was playing with uh, Ivan Lins and Cesar Camargo and some people, and then they, they showed me a rhythm called uh, Maracatu. And that rhythm was like, wow, this is amazing. And then I started playing with that rhythm, and then and then I started looking for for Jaco thing, and then I just connect those two influences, you know? So... Definitely, yeah, any, any place I go, is, it just brings me inspiration to write. When I teach, I learn more about me. You know, I, I learn how, oh, this is, because I don't know how to explain it. I never thought I'm going to create this. It just became, became, became little by little, you know. So uh, a lot of people ask me, okay, how do you do this in, you know, on the base? Okay, let, let's see, let's see. And then I start playing slow. Say, okay, you do this. Oh, you move the hand. Yeah, okay. So the hand, yeah, yeah, you move that. You know, so I start to discover this this thing. You know, it's like, wow. So you have to do this movement to create this sound and to... Uh, it's very fun, you know. I'm having a lot of fun right now teaching some people, you know. No, that's great that you can pass it on because I, I think that teaching also can be an art, you know, when you really... Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. I think I was actually I was thinking recently like it would be amazing to have a school for kids. You know, I would love to teach little kids like my my daughter to give this to them because they're gonna replicate and create better. You know, to have a hard school in New York. You know, for that would be amazing. That <laughs> there are young people who are you know studying music, whatever they understand the discipline. But I think we're living in a culture which is very much instant gratification. Like, you know, they think that oh, I want to be, I can be famous tomorrow, <laughs> like, all right, without the putting the time in. So what do you say to them to understand that, you know, that it takes time to get to this level? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's a journey, you know, I'm still, I've been playing hard for, for, I don't know, 30 years or something. And I haven't, you know, I still learning every day. I have to practice every day. I have to keep dreaming, you know. This is not uh, something that comes in, in one. Like I, my kids watch sometimes the, the America, America that, that program that, you know, the uh, America the has talent. Yeah, all that. I say, you don't have to do that, you know. You don't have to go there and, and someone can measure what you, if you are good or not. I think that's really bad, you know. I think you just have to do because it's your passion and do it. I think that's going to block you. The people that say, the people that they, they put away, those little kids, I was like, what do they feel at home? If, if you know, it's, it's really so bad, you know. And, and so I say, you know, you have to work it out. You have to be free. How do you be free? You practice, you learn, and just let it be. Don't, don't let someone told you oh you're not good or no just keep walk 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 you know and you're gonna get there you know but you have to put the time and the discipline and the love and the freedom for, for to become really a real artist we hope you've enjoyed listening to these highlights to listen to the latest episodes or learn more about participating in exhibitions or interviews click on subscribe thank you for listening